The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Scott Kelly is a former military fighter pilot, engineer, NASA astronaut, and retired U.S. Navy captain. He's also raising a ton of money for the people of Ukraine. He's got a personal interest in that. I've got Scott on the line right now to talk about all these things and his brand new book. Hey, Jim. Captain Kelly, welcome to the program. I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours. I do appreciate your time today. You have an incredibly unique voice because you have, uh, I think, 5 million plus followers on Twitter, many of whom are Russian, and you have family from the Ukraine. Do you work really hard on trying to get the real story about the war out there? I do, actually. And it's a, it's a very personal uh, issue to me because I have family members that are Ukrainian. I have Ukrainian friends. I have Russian friends. I mean, they're going to suffer some way, too. Certainly not as much as the Ukrainians. So, um, yeah, I try to get as much information into Russia about what's really going on as I can because they're really subject to an information desert and an incredible, incredible amount of propaganda. So, um, yeah, I feel like I have this uh, platform and I'm going to take advantage of it. It's fantastic. And you're still raising money for the Ukraine, aren't you? Yeah, I raised yesterday uh, we released uh, 3,333 NFTs of uh, digital art um, from my uh that was inspired by my uh, year-long mission in space yep. and raised over five hundred thousand dollars for ukrainian relief and the artwork is just beautiful isn't it yeah yeah they uh yeah the company i was working with orange comet did a great job we worked together on these and um you know, very, very positive response, sold out in a matter of hours. Scott, you've said yourself that you were kind of a distracted kid with poor grades at one time. So how do you turn the corner on that and eventually become a leader and a record-breaking astronaut? Well, it wasn't, uh, it seemed nearly impossible for me when I was growing up. I could not pay attention. I did not do well in school. I couldn't study. I was just waiting to get outside no motivation, no inspiration. But when I was in college, I was, uh, again, struggling, and I walked into the college bookstore, store, saw a book on the shelf, picked it up, read the back, bought it, went back to my dorm room, and was really uh, inspired by Tom Wolfe's words in the book, The Right Stuff, that right. made me feel like I had things in common with these early astronauts and test pilots with one exception, and that I was a bad student, and I felt like, well, if I could fix that one thing, maybe I could you know, go on to fly in space someday. And I read that book at 18. 18 years later, I'm flying in space. It's funny you should mention being inspired. I was lucky enough to interview Buzz Aldrin about 25 years ago, and you talk about being inspired. I mean, if you're not after you talk to that guy, <laughs> there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, Buzz was great. How challenging was it for you to be up there in space for a year? Well, it's hard. You know, when you're in living in that isolated environment, it's, uh, it's challenging. Um, you know, you don't have your support system with you, your friends, your family. You don't, uh, you know, you can't go outside. You don't have the weather uh, that we uh, sometimes don't, I think, appreciate the, you know, how 
great it is to stick your feet in the grass and feel the wind and the rain and the sun, those type of things. But that was what was great about it, is that it was really, really hard. So, you know, on one hand, it's challenging, but on the other hand, that's what makes it so great, is doing something that is hard and challenging and working hard at it, being successful, and then, you know, having that, uh, you know, just sense of accomplishment. And you're looking out that window of the space capsule. How small and fragile does our planet look? Yeah, so Earth from space is scary looking because... You know, despite its beauty, there's some things you notice about it, like our atmosphere is incredibly fragile looking. It's thin. The first time I saw it from space, I said to one of my crew members, I'm like, what is that over the surface, that film? They go, that's the atmosphere. It looks like a contact lens over somebody's eye. Uh-huh. You know, certain parts of the Earth almost always covered in pollution, rainforests, you could tell, have been damaged at least over the course of the 17 years I flew in space. So, yeah, despite its beauty, it, uh, it gives you a sense that we need to do, we do better, uh, you know, taking care of Earth. Is there anything more incredible than the ascent when you're in that rocket and you're going, I think it's something like, what, 17,000 miles per hour? Yeah, launch is uh, impressive, especially on the space shuttle that has 7 million pounds of thrust. Soyuz is a little less impressive. Uh, it's smaller. Uh, definitely does a good job for what it was designed to do, which is basically just launch three people into space. But, uh, you know, the first time you're launching into space on a space shuttle, no solid rocket motors light. I mean, it is just like uh, instant, instantaneous energy and power and like nothing you've ever experienced before in your life. So what are your thoughts on celebrities like William Shatner and Michael Strahan and others going into space, albeit just for a few minutes? It's awesome. I mean, yeah. you know, having the ability for more people to get to experience what I did as a professional astronaut or something, you know, something similar or relatable, um, you know, uh, you know, those short suborbital flights, much different than living and working in space, certainly. But it's a first step, I think, to having uh, the ability to have more people to have access to space. And I think it is a a life-changing thing that makes us all better people. So when you have billionaires funding this type of uh, research and development and uh, setting up a a space transportation system, now it's in its infancy, infancy, it's very expensive, it's probably pretty risky, but kind of like the early days of aviation, that, uh, you know, that was expensive and risky, too, and now it's uh, much less so. Do you remember yourself what it was like to take that first walk in space? Yeah, you open up that hatch, and the Earth is 250 miles below, and, uh, you know, you uh, head outside for the first time. It is a very odd feeling, (laughs) because you are just, realize you're in a vacuum, and you're going really, really fast, and there is no one out here to help you except your spacewalking buddy. That's well, the only person you can rely on. You were a fighter pilot, of course, in the Navy. So did you know other pilots who were becoming astronauts? Did you talk to those guys? Yeah, my brother. Yeah, but... <laughs> my twin brother. Right. We, were all, we were actually in the same class. But, uh, yeah, guys I had known that were um, in the class ahead of me. And uh, certainly there were some people in my class, that my astronaut class, that I, that I knew from being a test pilot. So, yeah, and it's a great community. I mean, we, we help each other out. It's not as competitive as you might 
people might think. We seem to be going to Mars, right? So what is the importance of a mission like that? So many, it has so many importance to us, I think, as, as, as humans. You know, we're explorers. It's part of our DNA. If we weren't explorers, we would have never, you know, ventured out of the cave, right? So, uh, and here we are now because we've always wondered what was over the mountain, what's on the other side of that ocean, what's in space, what's on the moon, eventually Mars. And we get a lot out of it. I mean, we get a lot of, uh, you know, it in, improves our quality of life on Earth, the technology we've developed for space flight. It's, uh, it, it's an investment. I mean, uh, I've been asked by people, why do we spend all that money in space? And I said, you know, I was on that space station for a year, actually 500 days total, and there's no money in there. And all that money was spent on Earth, high-paying jobs, people that support the community, pay taxes. Yep. And if everything I just told you is wrong, if the only thing we got out of the space program or going to Mars someday is the inspiration it will give to become, for kids in this country and around the world to become scientists and engineers, people that uh, build and develop things that improve our lives and our economy, our national security, then it's worth every penny. Scott, what are you doing these days? What can you tell us about besides do this great project of raising money for the Ukrainian people? Well, I've been doing that. I uh, have this book that came out yesterday. Um, maybe I'll work on another book. I work on some some other media stuff. Some uh, I get some few TV shows. I'm I'm, I'm working on. I'm on uh, do some consulting. I'm a bunch of part time jobs basically. Commander Scott Kelly's new book is titled Ready for Launch. It's available at Amazon and wherever you get your book. Scott, an honor. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Jim. He is so matter-of-fact about all the incredible things that he's done in his career, where he commanded the International Space Station on three expeditions and, yes, was a member of that year-long mission to the ISS. Just an inspirational guy, and make sure that you pick up the new book. I'm sure that we'll be hearing from him a lot more in the media in the future. That brings us to the end of this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks so much for stopping by. See you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. 